you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? No, Greg, don't drink that. Oh, fuck. He melted. Now I need to find a new co-host. Wait a minute. The puddle can talk. We're good, everyone. So for years now, you've been telling me, you got to watch Street Trash. You got to watch Street Trash. And so here we are. I've watched Street Trash. And it's uh, out of all the movies made, it is one of them. I love it so much. It's so great. The melt effects alone make it worthwhile. Dude, the melt effects are incredible in this movie. I'm not joking. Like, they're great. Everything else, fuck this movie. <laughs> this movie not a... fucking sucks. <laughs> Otherwise, like, <laughs> it's like a special effects showcase that they filmed all these cool melt scenes and they're like, let's just string these together to make a movie somehow, is what they did. And I'm not taken away from those effects. The effects are fucking top notch yeah. practical effects. They're awesome. The rest of this movie can go fuck itself. There's like one good person in the entire movie. Yeah, dude, you just hate everybody. It, I don't know who's supposed to be like, who we're supposed to root for in yeah. this whole thing. Like, they give us lots of options of people they think we're going to root for. Even our main, like, homeless man, who we think is going to be like our hero of the movie, turns out to be a horrible person. Oh, he's legit worse than, like, our big bad like he's well, just the worst well yeah i guess uh, tied <laughs> yeah i mean he's he's right up there with them there's yeah. like either one it's, of them could be that it's not like oh this is the homeless man with the heart of gold no <laughs> no not at all and by the way the movie is called street trash and it's literally referencing homeless people with the title and i'm like jesus yeah. christ once i realized that i'm like oh my god Oh Can yeah! You imagine making a movie about homeless people today and calling it street trash. Oh, the eighties, good old nineteen eighty-seven so movie. movie. I I said that was so much of this movie. Oh, the eighties. Yeah. Wait, you know what's insane? And looking at Letterbox, this the genres are. It's a horror comedy. Is what they put this as. I could see weak attempts at comedy. Yes. Yeah. But very weak and like, oh, guess so. Like, you can tell people are trying to act as they would in a combi. Uh, specifically, Jeffrey from Frankenhooker. I think he thinks he's being funny. Yeah. Oh, no, I, he's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. I'm so glad that you recognized him. Oh, yeah. Um, And, uh, like, he has some people who are, are in nothing but are in movies that I love who pop up in this. Like the mayor from Toxic Avenger is in this oh, and everything. Pat Ryan. Yeah, I was happy to see him, and I know we'll cover it in the plot. It was a little sad because the guy died of a heart attack, and he fakes dying of a heart attack in this movie. I'm like, ooh. Oh my god, it's so funny later, where he's just doing, like, every fat guy thing of, like, he's, like, stretching his gut out, and he's lighting a cigarette, and basically, like, putting the lighter on his gut. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they looked at trauma in the Toxic Avenger, and are yeah. like, we can do that, but... Dude, you have to have that special Lloyd sauce to make a trauma movie like that. Yeah, for sure. It does. Yeah, it lacks, lacks the trauma charm that I've exactly. been every once in a while. But yeah, Street Trash from, I don't even have any of the technical notes here. When's this from? 19 what? 1987. Okay. Um, Directed by J. Michael Moreau, who only ever did the 
he did like a 15 minute street trash short but i saw that guess what he was the camera operator on what titanic <laughs> there's no fucking way no fuck. that's gotta be the wrong guy no he's the camera operator on titanic he was also for uh terminator 2 maybe or maybe it's like that uh was it like mitch cohen who was in clerks that everyone credits as being the toxic avenger but they're two different people yeah Maybe it's one of those situations. Because there's no way this dude went on to work on like one of the most successful movies of all time with James Cameron. No fucking way. He went from the homeless person melt movie to draw me like one of your French girls. Like he would did he get to operate the camera on that scene? This reminds me of street trash. So here's the thing about street trash. There's either no plot or a hundred plots. Yes. So let me run through some of the things we're dealing with here. There's a bottle of liquor that when you drink it, it melts you from like has, 60 years ago. Has nothing to do with anything else. It just happens. Or, it's just in the movie. Or is the main plot and nothing else has anything to do with it. Because that could very well be the plot. Yeah. Okay, there's that. There's a homeless cult, almost Mad Max-like, living in the junkyard, like ruling over the other homeless people. There's one. Right. There's a young homeless boy in love with a girl who works at the junkyard trying to get out of that life. There's right. one. Living with there's his this... brother who's also homeless. There's a cop trying to take down all the trouble and ne'er-do-wells in the town. There's one. I love they mention him. He's like, uh, he's a um someone who escaped Muscle Beach. Yes. <laughs> And there's the boy who works for the mob boss who accidentally gives him up and is trying to get away from him. Now, the reason I address all of these as plots, because these could all be different beats in the same story, I guess. But they devote so much time to all of these. And just like the way it's cut, you would think all of these are the plot of the movie. Yeah. Where someone like the cop will disappear for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden, okay, we're with him for like the next 15 minutes. Yeah, dude, what in the world did I watch today? <laughs> I just texted you, like, are we still on today? Like, I we usually just make sure we're still good. You're like, yeah. I said, this is something. <laughs> and what I put back, it's fun. Yeah, of course. It wasn't, it's good, which is your, I have no defense. Yeah. Well, I, this one I do, where there's some good melt effects. There's yeah. some comedy. There's some funny And part, I gave that to you. Yeah. There's a lot of, like remembering the 80s parts of it as well that i know we'll get into as the movie goes along <laughs> oh if we're talking about offensive this movie might oh be God. the most we've ever covered jesus like i said even just the name street trash for this movie for one um yeah. every racial slur almost yes. that you can think of in this movie um every sexual orientation slur um yep. just so much more than that i'm not even gonna touch most of this but yeah there, i'll just yeah. put it this way there's all of that throughout this movie yeah <laughs> um what else did i want to talk about in this thing but yeah it's the effects are fantastic i like those um i guess we'll just jump into this thing because this movie starts with a way that i never thought i would say brett it starts with a chase that is kicked off by a fart Oh, yes, it's so great, because it's, like, our main homeless man, Fred, sneaks into, like, the, um, like, liquor store guy, like, puts the garbage out, and he, like, tiptoes behind him, and, like, sneaks in, and, like, grabs, it. and also, the horrible homeless person. 
you see did you see that rack of liquor and the uh, like size of bottles that they had there and he grabbed like the little pint he's just being nice he's like hey i'm robbing you but i'm not taking you for broke but yeah it's so great because the store owner's been out been over in front of him and he farts and fred's like and the homeless man's like hey or the store owner's like hey (laughs) and then he chases after him obviously down the road and it causes a wreck and the guy driving the car gets out because Freddy ran he's in front of him. He's chasing him too! And he starts chasing him. And then he goes past this other homeless guy holding up some $1 bills and steals this guy's bills. And now he's chasing after him. And I'm already like, at this point, I'm like, I'm in. Okay, let's see where this goes. All of a sudden, like, a pack of dogs is going to start chasing him too. Like... Also, why do none of the homeless people have pockets? They all just carry their money around, just out in the open. Dude, their pockets probably all have holes in them, judging by everything else. Or put it in your sock. Anywhere other than, look at the money I have, everyone else who doesn't have the money. Dude, also, we forgot he farts on a man, and he's also chased by him. There's so much farting in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, where, where he, um, they think he's cornered for a minute, and then all of a sudden, like, the fire escape falls. Like, the ladder. And he's like, oh, I'm saved. And he starts climbing up, and then they go, the building's on fire! Because <laughs> there are all these people coming down the fire escape. So he dives into a window. While this couple's having sex, he grabs her ass real quick, and then goes, oh, we gotta get out of here, steals their watch. Yeah, and they run out. So the first few people we see escaping this fire are fully clothed. Everyone inside is just completely naked. All of them just running out. It's the orgy apartment building where we get dongs clapping. We get dongs clapping. We get full bush. We get everything. Dude, this is wild. Also, can I talk about the homeless people in this movie? Because there's plenty of them. That's the main focus of the movie. Why are they all done up like old-time train hopper homeless people from a movie in the 60s. That's the way all of them like, they look like they just came out of a coal mine. They have the floppy hats and everything. Like, they should be carrying a stick like, with their goods and a bandana on it. Yeah, they need a stick and a bindle. Yeah, like you said, they have the floppy hat. None of their clothes is whole whatsoever. Like, everything has holes in it and is completely falling off of them. Yeah, and I understand homelessness is a real problem. I'm not making light of real homeless people, but this no. is the most cartoonish, over-the-top, like, like I said, it's like the littlest hobo statues they used to sell. It's like that. That's what all these people look like. It's like you, when your friend would dress up as, like, a homeless person for Halloween. It's just, like, the complete, like, stereotypical. Yeah, exactly. But the guy who he stole the money from, who was also homeless, Wizzy, goes to the dump and has to apologize for coming up short. Uh, he apologizes to this Mad Max villain, uh, Bronson, who, like, sits on the throne of the junkyard, <laughs> like, people and everything. He's making out with this girl in what I thought was a diaper, but just, like, I know she's wearing and everything. Yeah, it's just, like, she's just wearing, like, a bra and, like, underwear, but they're so huge on her. Yeah, it looks like a diaper. And then he's also, like, kissing and licking all over, and they're just, like, comically covered in dirt. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. You're you're dirty, obviously, if you're homeless, but you don't roll around in coal dust. Oh, they love it. Yeah, the one guy later freaks out when he's required to get a shower. Oh, he's like, no, don't shower me! No, it's been two months! 
but the liquor store man finds a hidden crate of Viper. So there's this little like hidden panel in the back room. He finds it, pulls out this crate, sees little bottles and just labeled Viper. He's like, oh, whatever. I didn't even have this in inventory so I can sell it cheap. He's going to sell it for a dollar a bottle. Right. Because it seems like most of his clientele is homeless people. So like, I don't know how his business is doing. Oh yeah. They're not selling any Knob Creek. They're not selling any Grey Goose. None of the top shelf stuff. No, they're selling the stuff where it's like Vladimir Vodka, where it's like you have to dig under the shelf and it's that's how low it is. Yes. He's, he's scrounging around in the basement looking for like things because he's like murmuring of like, oh, there's nothing of value down here. Like he's just looking for things to sell and stuff. So next we cut to this couple stopping at a red light, like near where there's the people that like wash your windshields, like for tip and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. And Bronson are, like I said, our Mad Max villain of this movie who literally carries a knife chiseled out of a femur on his yeah. side. <laughs> he comes up to the window and he's like, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. He's tries to like, he's a Vietnam vet too. He's still wearing like camo pants. I don't know how this dude realizes that. Whatever. The nerdy guy driving starts talking to him about how, the guns he fired, he fired one once just trying to make small talk till the light turns green. The dude just rips him out of the car and slams him face first <laughs> through his own windshield for no reason whatsoever. Oh, no. It, well, it's so funny because the nerdy guys, like you said, he's almost like a weekend warrior type. And then he's like po pointing at the windshield. He's like, oh, if you could get that spot right there. And then he like throws him through the spot as his girlfriend just screams and screams. Uh, Fred, our main homeless guy, is talking to his one friend. Uh, nothing important here except for the friend steals his bottle of Viper when he's not looking. Right, yeah, well, he does the thing of, like, he he's just chilling on, like, a stoop. Stoop kid won't leave the stoop! And, like, he, like, brushes up against him and is like, oh, yeah, he gets his, uh, Viper stolen. And then doesn't Wizzy come by and, like, beat him up, too, at this point? There's a lot of just them all fighting with each other. Yes, this is like the opposite of like the homeless camp and they live where everyone's kind of looking out for each other yeah. and everything. No, these guys are all just fuck each other. Like, I hate you. I'm going to beat you up for no reason all day. Like, okay, we're hanging out and we're having a good time. A split second later, yeah, we're beating the shit out of each other. I'm stealing your $3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the dude who stole his Viper goes and sits on this toilet in what looks like a war-torn area that's been bombed. It's just like pieces of building set up in a toilet. It's so great because he opens the door and goes inside the bombed-out-looking house, but it's like completely... It's, you could walk around the door. It's like Looney Tunes. Yeah, exactly. But he sits on there and takes a drink of the Viper, and we talked about how great the melt effects are in this movie. This is the best one is the first one we see. The other ones are still good, but I think this is the best. Where he just starts melting. And it's all, like, cool neon colors and everything. Yeah. Like, it's green, purple, yellow coming out of him. And his shoes, like, just deteriorate completely off. Like, they're just sitting on the ground. As he kind of, like, sinks into the toilet. Yeah. And you see him as, like, a blob yelling for help right before he dies. It's pretty cool. What this one probably freaks me out the most out of any of them because like I love the explosion later I know we'll get there but this one I really hate too because it like takes its time like you said I hate my body horror stuff like it still gets to me um it like you said it pans down to like his legs and it's just like everything's dripping out of him then his bones break 
like his shin bones like break and he goes into the toilet then his shin bones are just like bubbling green like you said he like tries to grab onto the pool handle thing his arm comes off yeah then he's just a pile of goo that's still sentient like trying to get out of the toilet (laughs) yeah it's it's insane it's so good this part like honestly this is probably what anyone remembers this movie for is the guy who melts into the toilet Oh yeah, well it's all it's the poster. It's like this is always the shot that you see. This is a great anti-drinking movie because if you notice, Greg, usually I have a beer when we record. I'm just gonna have a nice water today. I think <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want to melt. Next, we're introduced to Kevin, who we find out is Fred's brother. He's sleeping in their like tire fort in the junkyard, but they have this place kind of tricked out, cool, where I'm like. If you didn't have to live here, it'd be a cool clubhouse the way you guys got it set up in here. Think about like you and your like middle school friend and you made this in the woods and how much fun yeah. that would be kind of thing. Dude, Not they, like, they oh, enter yeah. through a car and then like it's just a tire house. And there's like penthouse, like centerfolds, like duct taped all over the place. Later, they're having a poster fight. Wendy, who works at the junkyard, she's like the office manager or whatever, comes in and she looks out for Kevin and some of them kind of and always helps him out, hands out lunch and everything. She's being real nice and talking to Kevin and everything. And then you hear over the speaker, Wendy, where the fuck is lunch? And this is <laughs> um, the mayor from Tromaville is the junkyard boss, Frank. Yes, I and when I saw him show back up, I was like, I forgot that he was in this. I I love him. I love my like five hundred pound character actors. Oh, he's great. Oh, he's great, uh, and he's actually really funny too. Like he's um uh fuck um what's his name? The other tr- fat trauma guy that we always talk about. I forget. Joe Flyshaker. Joe Flyshaker. Of he's really funny and stuff, but he almost just hams it up more with his face. Of this guy seems to be like a pretty good actor who just happens to be like 600 pounds exactly yeah um another homeless guy goes and buys some viper and he's walking out and is questioned outside by a cop about the traffic killing earlier i would have no idea that this character is a cop um no now granted he might not be a beat cop like a uniformed cop he could be a detective which i think he is but he just looks like I don't know, just like a giant muscle-bound dude not wearing, like, the duster or anything that even, like, detectives wear. You know what I mean? Nothing like that. He's credited as Bill the Cop, and the actor's name was actually Bill, and this is the only thing he was ever in. Did they even give him a name throughout the whole movie? I don't think so. He's just credited as Bill the Cop. Okay. (laughs) But... This homeless guy, after his question, goes up onto a fire escape where he seems to hang out quite often oh, and it's, drinks well, the Viper. Like, I got my own uh, Skyrise apartment. This is great. I don't bother no one. No one bothers me. I got my Viper. Oh, look at little kitty. Come here, little kitty, kitty. Because little kitty comes up. I didn't know exactly like how dirty and bad this movie is. I was like, stay away from the cat. Are you going to pet it? I was worried about it, it too. I thought they were going to melt melt the cat. Are you going to eat it? It's going to be like a furry fleshlight for the night. What are you doing with the cat? But no, he just drinks the Viper and he starts melting. And his is pretty cool. It's like yellow slimy pus like melt. And a dude underneath is walking by and it drips onto his face and it starts burning the hell out of him. And he goes running over and people are like, what's going on? What's going on? But so he's like dying, like actively dying. The yeah. cop who was right there 
goes running over to check on him, and everyone's like, officer, can't you help him? Like, where was he? Like, where did this happen? He's asking people and everything. There's a guy and a girl who were with him asking, and the girl's like, can't you do something for him? Honestly, the right response. Let's figure it out later. The man is actively dying. Yeah. The guy gets into a dick measuring contest with the girl, like, about, like, <laughs> I wouldn't date you in a thousand years or something. As this man is dying, and he does die. For I mean, he would have died anyway, but still, like, no attempt to help him because this hothead cop is just yelling at this woman. Oh, doesn't he do something? Does he, like, push her away or grab her by the face and push her away or something? He's a dick. Probably. But it's, it's literally something like that. But it's so funny when all the business people, because oh, this is the complete dirty homeless movie. And then we get business people walking under the great, just business, business, business in their suits. <laughs> and then, like you say, it gets dripped on. <laughs> um, Fred shows up at the junkyard. Remember, Kevin's his brother. He starts giving him shit for having a thing for Wendy. Wendy is Asian and he starts getting super racist and yes. blames his racism on his dad fighting in Vietnam and they weren't even allowed to watch Godzilla movies when he came back. That's and, the but, only bit of it I will repeat of what he says. Yeah. Well, I love Kevin's like, you weren't even allowed to watch Godzilla movies. He's like, you'd know you were doing the backstroke in our old man's balls. <laughs> uh, they have a friend, Bert, who he takes three of Kevin's dollars and is going to the grocery store to buy them some dinner. And by buy them some dinner, he has these oversized, like, what looks like <laughs> garbage man pants. Like, yellow yeah. pants. And he's just putting every bit of food that he can find into his pants. Like, and it's funny, because I know when the camera cuts, they're obviously taking it out of his pants. But it's funny when, like, he has to do that and then act for a while, because you just see it, like, build up in his pants. <laughs> It's like MC Hammer pants. It's because Kevin has like some kind of a job of it looks like he made like 20 bucks or something. And yeah. uh, like you said, was it uh, who took it? Um, Bert. Their, Bert. Their friend takes it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get us some good dinner. And Fred leans over to Kevin. Like, that means he's going to go to the butcher and give him a cat and have him dress it for us. He's like, no, I'm not. We're going to go. We're going to have some, like, a chicken feast tonight. But this old lady sees him putting oh. chicken into his pants and is going to go tell the manager. He's like, he you bitch. He's like, mind your, mind your business, you old bitch. And she's like, oh, I never. And she goes like walking away like a corn cob stuck up her ass like old women. And he's like, could you believe her ratting on me like this is middle school? <laughs> she goes and gets the manager. Now, this is important because Bert is black and the manager is black. And then Bert accuses the manager of discrimination. Yeah, well, because he immediately is like, hey, man, can you believe this old white woman giving me shit? And then, like, he's like, no, come on, let's go talk, let's go talk. It's not ending well for him, but he already has a shit ton of food in his pants anyway. So he's just leaving. He starts throwing paper towels behind him. Then he gets to the register. <laughs> why oh my this gosh. happens is beyond me. This makes no sense <laughs> on why or how this would happen. It's just he so chaotic. The- he grabs a paper bag and puts it over his head. And just, he just walks through the glass. Instead of out the door, like through the window, just walk. He Michael Myers his way out the door. Yeah, he just breaks through the glass and then just keeps going, stumbling away. And he's walking down the street. All the chicken and everything's falling out of his pants. He loses half of his food just walking down the street. Why did he walk through the window? Why? 
he puts a paper bag on his head, just crashes through. It's the most fucking ridiculous thing I've seen. Yeah. But the cops are studying the melted bodies in a lab, and they're also discussing Bronson, and they know they have to go take care of him. Again, they're somehow trying to tie these plots together that do not go together. This is where the cops mention that Bronson has the knife made out of, like, the human femur. And they go, ooh. It's like, no, don't you think that alone would be, like, enough to... Let's go arrest this guy. He yeah, has human exactly. body hey, Where do you get that? Yes. Um, do you feel like I would have enjoyed this movie more if it was more of, like, the stuff? Where it was more just focused on the Viper and everything right. like that? I think I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more because all the parts I really like seem to stem from that. It's a weird movie. Like you said, it's like they had like three ideas and they duct taped it together with this Viper stuff. Bert, Kevin, and Fred are eating their nice chicken dinner in the tire fort. And Bronson has this Vietnam dream that goes on for a very, very long time and doesn't pay off for any reason whatsoever. Oh, is this when the um, Vietnamese vampires show up? Yes, but he wakes up and throws a live grenade that he has. Again, arrest this man! It's just all the other people that live around him, and it's for whatever reason. I guess they're like, well, uh, he gives us money and kind of keeps us sheltered-ish, I guess. But they all just wake up because he threw a bomb. (laughs) Okay, so here's where my kind of fuck this movie comes into full effect because Fred is never portrayed as like the villain or bad guy of this movie, but does some of the most heinous shit in the world here. Like, and look, if you're going to portray a villain doing some vile, awful stuff, I watch horror movies. I'm, I'm in for it. Okay, let's do it. Like I'm not squeamish where I'll turn off a movie because it addresses this type of thing. I'll watch it. But when it's supposed to be one of our like heroes doing it, I'm not, I'm kind of like, Fuck this movie. Like, this is fucking stupid. But we have Fred walking down an alley. Okay, and finds a, Yeah, a okay. very drunk woman puking in the alleyway and, like, on the verge of passing out. Like, she's not there whatsoever. Essentially rape if you take her home type deal. Exactly. Like, that's where yeah. we're at. Where he, she has no, like you said, she's blacked out. She thinks that uh, Fred, this dirty homeless man, is her, like, boyfriend or husband or whatever. It's like, take me home. I want you deep inside me. And he's like, well, okay. It's like, no, Fred, you're supposed to be our hero. Uh, up until this point, it was just kind of homeless hijinks. Like, oh, you stole $3 and you ran around and stuff. No, now you're a bad guy. Yeah, you're, you're a sex criminal. And sex he pest. walks her. <laughs> yes, he walks her in front of the building where there's a bouncer played by the dude who plays Jeffrey from Frankenhooker, and yes. he definitely notices and just turns around like whatever. But He's I was standing I'm outside at him. chicken. Yeah, I'm like, who is that? It took me a minute because this reminded me so much of like, like I said, of Wish.com trauma. I'm like, is he in a trauma movie? I was trying right. to run through, it, and then it finally clicked in my head when he got to talking more. I that's I was the same way. I was sitting there. I was like, I recognize him. Then I was it clicked. I was like, because oh, he has just that same delivery as in like Frankenhooker. I, I love this yeah. guy. I wish he was in more. But he's so funny. He almost steals the movie. And like any of the parts that he's in, he completely steals them away. I was like, I wish he was the main person. I like I love him so much. 
Um, just to cut to a little bit later, because I don't think I wrote it down or anything, but, like, this guy who's, like, a mob boss, who was her boyfriend, comes out and asks Jeffrey from Frankenhooker, Bouncer, have you seen where she went? No, I didn't see her. I think she did leave with some dirty man earlier, or something like that. And he yells at him for eating on the job and not paying attention and everything. And it's just his, like, how he speaks, he, like, talks in circles, and he's almost, like, trying to, like, confuse you. Of, like, you yeah. almost forget of, like, what the issue was. Because he just talks a mile a minute. and <laughs> Dude, so Fred walks her to their tire fort home in the junkyard. And on the way there, when she's so drunk, she's like, are we shopping for cars? Whatever. But on the way there, again, this movie's so mean to homeless people, too. Because the other homeless people see this going on. And all of a sudden, they're not homeless people, Brett. They're zombies. They literally give them zombie sound effects. There's a horde of zombies following them on. And shit after them when they see him bringing the pretty lady back to his area. Yeah. We're, and that's when they, they even, they're inside the tire fort and what happens happens. And they're all outside the tire fort, like, watching. And as soon as Fred, like, gets up, they tear through the wall and grab her and pull her through the wall. They carry yeah, her dude. away screaming. And let's not forget, when they get in, Fred's an asshole to his brother and, like, throws shit at him. He'll like, get the fuck out of here and stuff. Yeah. And then the second he finishes, he literally puts his hand in her face and shoves mm-hmm. her away. Like I said, our good guy of the movie. That's why I'm fucking this movie. Yeah. But yeah, he finishes, and then the homeless horde breaks down the tire fort, drags her out, and we will find out, did exactly what you think is going to happen, and kill her. Yes. And is it basically is now when we cut back to Troma Mayor in the office? No, not yet. No, okay. not yet. I know where you're talking about. But no, they give us a break in between these oh, scenes, good, thankfully. Good, good. Oh, good. Good little breather. Elsewhere on the streets, Bronson's goon Wizzy is <laughs> for some reason attacked by a gang of greaser punks. <laughs> For no reason. They start, like, shoving him around, pull out knives, dump gasoline on him, and pull out a lighter, and are about to set him on fire for no reason. And then, like, the paddy wagon comes around the corner, and all the punks scatter, and they grab the homeless man soaked in gasoline and throw him in the back of a back of the truck or whatever, the police truck, filled, like, surrounded by prostitutes. Yeah, they were just, like... I guess they had a, a prostitution sting where they just busted, like, a whole brothel or something earlier. But then he's, Wizzy's laying on the ground being like, I must be in heaven. Hello, ladies. He starts, like, kind of grabbing at him and stuff. And they're all like, you smell, you stink. He's like, haven't bathed in two months. And then the one is like, I'm willing to uh, plug my nose if you have some money. <laughs> and then, I don't, I guess the cops question him. But that's off screen. But they say... Give him a shower. And he screams, not a shower. Again, people who are going through homelessness don't take a shower, not by choice. It's because they do not have access to showers. It's not like they decide, I'm not showering. Like, no, that's not what happens. No, but it doesn't, it's like, we cut to him waking up in the back of his station wagon he he lives in. And he's in like nice clothes now for some reason. And he's clean. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but he hates it. No, he wakes up and starts immediately, like, rubbaging through the bottles around him. He's like, is there anything left? Um, the junkyard boss 
Frank, is this is where we oh, have yes. a, he's attempting to rape Wendy in the office to silly tuba music, Brett. It's like, this 500 pound man is on a wheelie, like, lazy boy chair yeah. that wheels around the office, crushing this poor woman, screaming, telling him to get off. And she's like 100 pounds. Yes, she's very small. And he has a heart attack and dies on top of her. And she has the reaction of, oh, God, no one will find me. Yeah, like, I am stuck under this man now because she tries to, like, kind of push him off. And then the phone starts ringing and she's trying to, like, reach for it. He comes back to life and is immediately like, where was I? Well, because she's talking to the phone and she says, don't stop. And he takes this as his invitation. He's like, oh, don't worry, I won't. Yeah, and she finally frees herself by smacking him in the head with a license plate and gets free. It's very Three Stooges-esque of just like, bonk, and he's like, ow, wow, 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 what you do? Then he like bonks her on, he, she bonks him on the head again, and like she like escapes, thank fuck. And then he goes walking around in the junkyard. And sees fellow fat man is like, what are you doing here? Get out of here, homeless man. This is where he's like smoking a cigarette and he does does the big stretch. And it like does like a shot from like a little bit way far away. And you just see like the gut. <laughs> yes. And then he's, sm- he's smoking. He's what, taking a nice leisurely stroll. You know, maybe he's like, today's the day I'm going to start walking. Then he sees the dead body of the lady from that we were talking about from before and he goes and he literally does the thing of like he looks around he starts like scratching his crotch he goes like flicks the cigarette away that he's like goes down he like grabs a leg then luckily it cuts away and when it cuts back it's just him standing up and like zipping up his pants yeah he fucked that corpse that was also yeah. as we find later what do they say like at least 17 samples of semen or something they're like the third one from the top had syphilis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fred goes to Bronson's turf for reasons I do not know when is attacked. And they're about to kill Fred, but this guy is pissing through a hole in the fence. And it hits Bronson. And Bronson cuts the man's dick off. And then they have a football game with this man's penis that was they, severed. They now keep away. Yes! And this man... One, I'm impressed he's even able to run after. Jesus Christ. But he's running after his dick that was just chopped off. And these people are throwing, it's fallen in the mud. He's like, no, it has to be put on ice. He's freaking out and everything because he wants his dick. And they're throwing it across the junkyard and everyone's laughing like it's a great old time. Like it, It's like someone on the uh, playground stole your hat away and they're playing keep away with that. But it's a severed dick. And I love the guy keeps running around being like, come on, guys. I guess that's got to get on like he has like a super high-pitched voice and they keeps doing all these great like slow-mo shots of they're like go long and they throw it and it's just slow-mo of the dick just tumbling through the air <laughs> dude and the boss like frank guy like he even sees it like imagine at your place of work looking outside i just see a bunch of people throwing a severed dick around and he's just like oh those guys <laughs> But eventually he gets it back. He picks it up like out of a mud puddle and runs and tries to hail a cab. And they see him holding a severed dick and drive away. And then he jumps out of all things onto the back of a school bus holding on, like, holding on to his dick with the other hand. 
he's on his way to the hospital. I hope this school's near the hospital. <laughs> but yeah, that's just like a random scene not connected to anything in the it, middle. It's played as just so like, um, almost like it would be in a Andy Griffith show episode. Of yes, it's like this exactly. good clean fun. But the good clean fun is they're playing keep away with a dick. And I love the Fred, like, because he was about to get stabbed by Bronson and like completely yeah. killed. And Bronson cuts this guy's dick off and gets distracted by playing with that for a little while. And Fred is just like, fuck it. He does the thing where he's like scrambling to get away. <laughs> to be fair, a game of catch with a severed penis would distract me from just about anything as well. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm fucking hate. What's the fuck's going on? I'm gonna go over exactly. here and see what's going on. I'm gonna watch from a distance. <laughs> At the police station, our main cop finds out about the dead woman who wasn't homeless. They found at the junkyard, and finds out it's the mob boss's guy's girlfriend. And he's already there. He ID'd the body. He he's goes sitting, in there, and the he's mob there with boss. The doorman. <laughs> exactly, and the doorman are there. <laughs> And he hates this doorman. He's going off on like all these things he's going to do to him and everything. And the doorman starts just reading everything that this dude does. Like revealing all the secrets, how much of a piece of shit he is, just going on and on. Because he thinks he's going into witness protection. Yeah, because the, the cop leans over to him and goes, hey man, I can't protect you while you're out of here. Like once you leave here, I can't like protect you all the time. And the mob boss kind of gives a smile. It's like, uh, isn't there a witness protection that I could get in? And the cop's like, mm -mm, nope. <laughs> and then the mob boss starts like slapping him in the head. Like smart guy, huh? Smart guy. You're already eating my food. You're drinking on the job. Now you're trying to turn me in, huh? How's it going for you? Looks like, I hope your mom has a black dress because you're going to die or something yeah. like that. <laughs> right in front of the cops. And the entire time, um, the doorman, uh, James Lorenz, just will not stop talking. Just a mile a minute. I love him so much. I wish he was in more. But one of the mob's henchmen, I don't know how they ID'd Fred, but they know it was Fred. And he's in the junkyard going after Fred and is going to attack him in the bathroom. And Fred zips the man's zipper up over that guy's dick again more of this and runs out the guy goes out after him but our cop is there and fights the guy and kills the man yeah who was attacking fred drags his body into the bathroom gags himself to puke all over the body of the man he just killed why why, why are you doing this why is he such a rogue cop of the part of, like, he just, there's no part of, like, he lost his wife and kids to homeless people. And that's why he hates them so much. Or something else that made him snap. No, just all of a sudden, yeah, he's just killing people. And then throwing up on their dead bodies. And then there's a guy in, like, the stall. Did you notice he dropped, like, a point yes. bag? <laughs> but whatever. The cop sneaks into Bronson's camp. And he gets stabbed with the bone knife. Yeah, but he gets up, he grabs the dirty woman, lifts her over his head like they're in a battle royal. He's about to eliminate her and just throws her at the wall. But then uh, the fight continues. He eventually gets killed by Bronson and Bronson pisses on his body. Why is there so much body <laughs> fluid in this movie? There's so much pissing and vomit and everything. Yeah, um, I feel, number one, I feel bad for the queen homeless lady. 
because all she ever does is kind of run around and she's like says nonsense and stuff and she gets in people's faces but she never really does anything she gets beaten up so much in this movie number two oh yeah bronson has had this bone knife since vietnam and he breaks it off in the cop's back so now he just has to make a new one. Oh, which he does but uh, that has to be a part of him being like god damn it i've had that fucking knife for like tw- over 20 years I don't know where it is, but later Bronson's crew like buries the cop under a bunch of rocks and he's making a new femur knife out of the cop's femur. Yeah. Where he's whittling the bone away with a knife. It's just a, now he has a wet knife. <laughs> Dude, so Fred goes to buy a bottle of Viper. And you know the room when Tommy goes in to buy the roses and that weird like... You're my number. Oh, thank you. A dozen roses. You're my number one customer. Thank you so. You know that scene. Oh, hi, Tommy. I didn't know it was you. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah. Can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be eighteen dollars. Go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Yeah. This is the anti-that scene. It's just as quick dialogue, but they hate each other. It's like, yeah. you're my worst customer. When he's going in, just insulting the liquor store owner back and forth, buys his bottle of vibe, like, fuck your dog, and walks out or something like that. And then he's like, I've been having a real shitty day. I'm sorry. And the shop owner's like, I've been having a shitty day too. Go fuck yourself, kind of thing. Dude, but he buys the bottle of Viper, and he's about to drink it. But there's a large man, like right next to him, also about to drink a bottle of Viper. The large man in suspenders drinks his first, and he kind of rolls backwards, and he just inflates, gets bigger and bigger, like he just ate a blueberry at Willy Wonka's, like the gum, and he explodes, and it's an awesome effect. This is the second best one out of all of it. Yeah, I love this one probably the second of them. Um, But yeah, it's so great, because he's just like a big fat guy, so it start, at first he starts like burping and stuff, and like... It's just like making fat guy noises. Then yeah, like yes. he just blows up and then just explodes, which is amazing. And Fred thankfully puts it together here and realizes the viper is what's causing all this. Well, he goes, I better go warn Ed, who's the liquor store owner. But then he runs into Wizzy on the way and he starts like uh twirling the bottle around saying about it whizzy's an asshole like walking by him basically trying to get him to like mug him yeah he's just antagonizing him so he'll drink the bottle and whizzy does attack him and picks up the bottle but bert shows up to save the day and gets his bottle back he's like let whizzy have the bottle and he doesn't have to let him because whizzy comes back with a pipe to the back of bert's head and takes the bottle and drinks it and his is like, he splits in half, like, from his throat, and then starts melting and having the neon colors come out of him. Did he look like um, Robert England, Freddy Krueger, kind of, to you? When, when Wizzy I can't was say melting? I got that, no. Every, like, I remember before I saw this movie, I had, I'd seen that still, and I was like, Robert England is in Street Trash? Like, it looked like that close to me. No, I think he looks like Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad. I could see that a little bit. I mean, like, when he's melting, he looks like Freddy. Oh, maybe. But, yeah, he splits open and melts. And again, just so you know, I'm not unjustified in my hatred. Fred goes, Wizzy, you homo. 
I'm using yeah. this in context here, is what he yells at him when he dies. Um, he, they make it to Ed, but Ed must have drank some, and he melts right there on the street. Oh, yeah, because he's like, Ed's like bored, and he's kind of like looking around the liquor store, and he picks it up. He's like, I guess I'll try this stuff that everyone's loving. <laughs> Kevin is talking to Wendy, and as he's talking to her, he keeps staring right between her legs, like at her skirt. And he just, this kid, dude, this kid's shooting his shot like there's no yeah. tomorrow. He just reaches his hand in, like, no, like, bringing her close first or anything. Just no. stretches his arm out. He's going for it. Which is, poke, is a boop. And she's into it. I thought that she was going to be like, oh, no, like, I'm just kind of taking care of you. I don't, I see you as like a little brother. No, she's fully like, I'm horny for this dirty homeless man. I'll bring him to the office and kiss all over his unwashed body. Yeah, exactly. Because they go into the office and they're getting it on. Bronson sees them going into the office, by the way. Also right here, Bronson's about to drink some Viper at this moment. But his lady steals it from him, has had enough of taking orders from him and him always talking down to her and everything. You, you and she never drinks give the Viper. me anything. You never share with me. He's like, give me that bottle, woman. She's like, no. And then she drinks it, like you said. And then her thing is her tits uh, <laughs> melt off. Yeah, she leaks more than anything else. Yeah, where then, like, it cuts to, like, she immediately, like, pulls her bra down and then just starts shoving her hand into her, her chest. Yeah, exactly. Um, back in the office, Wendy's topless. They're about to get it on. But then Bronson bursts into the office like a fucking Viking. And starts chasing Kevin. And he's hiding, like, throughout this junkyard. Bronson just finds a random other dude and stabs him right there and kills him <laughs> for no reason. Oh, yeah, he's gone, like, completely insane at this point. Like, yeah, he stabs him in the neck and it's, like, really brutal looking. Yeah. But... He does find Kevin, and but right then Fred shows up and like, I got some ammo, and throws a bottle of Viper at Bronson. It explodes on him, but only melts his cheek for some reason. Well, I think it's because he didn't ingest it. Like, because um, Fred got hit with some shrapnel. Remember when the, I think it's the guy exploded, and then you hear like a hissing sound. He starts like batting off the pieces of him off his pants. So even if you get hit with the stuff. I guess so. Yeah, it only melts his cheek. And he starts beating up Fred, like, out in the parking lot. He has Fred lifted above his head, like, he, like, the, what happened to the woman earlier. Yeah. And then Kevin takes, like, one of those gas tank things, like you would use, like, for a welding torch, <laughs> and fires it like a fucking missile. <laughs> I don't know how his aim works, but it just takes Bronson's head clean off of his oh. shoulders. It starts, like, it, like, takes, like, half his chest out, too. There's this huge crater just between his shoulders, and his head's just laying there. It's an awesome-looking effect, because it cuts to his head, and he's, like, his mouth is moving, and his eyes are looking around a little bit. Then Wendy, like, goes and, like, walks over his head, and he just gets, he, like, looks up and gets a panty shot, and he, like, smiles. <laughs> yeah, and then credits start, but it's not over, because no. we cut to... 
our doorman tied up by the mob crew, and they're mocking him and everything, and they find a bottle of Viper on him, like, huh, what's this? And the mob boss drinks it, and off camera, melts and dies. You hear him yelling up and everything at him. Yeah, he takes a drink of it, and then he starts melting, and we almost just see the camera, like, lowering to the ground, as the doorman from Frankenhooker is just like, oh, you're not looking too good there, man, you're looking a little melty. Hey, grab that ring off his finger before it gets covered in that goo. Give me that cane. I'm going to be the mob boss now. You're going to be following orders from me. He's still tied up. (laughs) Yeah. You might be like, I melted him with my magic powers, and you're next unless you untie me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's just chewing the scenery. It seems like they almost might have noted. I have no idea. But they're like, oh, this guy is actually like pretty good and funny. Let's like throw him in a couple extra scenes. I feel like that's probably true. And that was Street Trash. What a quaint, wholesome, nice little movie. It's a Sunday afternoon. You just got out of church. Grandma's coming over. You want to watch a nice movie with her? Dude, I was excited when this started at the beginning because this felt like really good and sleazy. And don't get me wrong, it definitely covered that. But man, it just wasn't good. Like, one, like what <laughs> I talked about, like with how shitty the people were. But yeah. even taking that aside, like not knowing what your fucking plot is, like throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. So, it was a, a few cool effects, one or two funny jokes strung together for way too long. I, it's just one of those movies of things happen until the movie ends. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I've said enough about my thoughts throughout the movie. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to add before we jump into the end of episode stuff? Oh, no, just I think it's completely that of there really is no plot. Just things happen. It's just scene after scene of like, hey, let's have them do this. Hey, this would be cool. Hey, this might be funny, and it doesn't actually turn out funny sometimes, but no, it's fun. This isn't one that I watch, like, all the time. It's been a couple years since I've seen it, but I just think about it all the time, because it is such a batshit movie. Yeah. All right, let's get into some Count of the Dead. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, Throbbing with Horror, Count of the Dead's where tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think Ooh. we got with Street Trash? There's quite a few. There's a fair amount. I'm going to say 11. Well, you're never going to argue with this because it's more death. We got 13. Oh, good. Yeah, I will never argue with more death. More melt. Let's great scout of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come with that thing right now. Well, I got an easy one here because it's all about these homeless people love their liquor store. So we're going to do liquor. We've probably okay. done it before. I don't care. It fits. Yeah, that's fine. So a number one version of liquor, you're walking into the liquor store and you only have like a couple bucks and you have to fuck. What do I like? Hate like gin. I don't like gin. No. I don't, I don't know, I'm not a gin fan. Um, or if, like, you got, like, if you, you're you not used to Vladimir vodka, you haven't, like, prepared yourself over years to, like, oh, this tastes like nothing now. If you have to drink Vladimir, it just tastes like rubbing alcohol. Oh, yeah, I'm convinced it is. Um, A number 10 version of a liquor. No, I, I like wild turkey, because that was Hunter Thompson's drink of choice. Um... 
360 vodka is pretty good and cheap. It's like 20 bucks, but you get like a pretty good size of it. Like mom and dad get it uh, for their bar. They have a whole bar room set up in their garage. It's really awesome. Greg's seen it. And uh, every once in a while, like I never drink liquor anymore, but every once in a while I'll do like a shot with mom and dad. It's always that stuff. It's pretty good. Um, Nice. I, I like street trash more than Greg, I think. Um, I, I, I assume so. I was toying around with what actually to give this movie. And all honest, I'm going to, I at first I was like seven, but now I was like, no, I'm going to give it a six. I think I was gonna say, if you give this a 10, I quit the show right now. No, it's not a 10, but I have fun with this movie. It's batshit crazy. It's like a time capsule out of that era of like, they definitely don't make movies like this anymore. It's probably a good thing, but no, it's fun to revisit every couple years. I would say you almost forget. You're like, oh, there's the trauma mayor. There's the guy from Frankenhooker, you know. Um, you're going to hate me for this rating. And I complimented everything I could compliment it on. Uh, the effects are incredible. Um, there's one or two scenes that made me chuckle. And that was it. So I could basically get my same level of enjoyment out of one of those gore compilations that included right. a few moments of this movie than I did watching the entire movie. So the rest is just, no offense, it's a stinking oh, no. pile of shit to me. Yeah. It got two. No, this is one that, like, I will sometimes be like, two? Greg, how dare you? I get it. Completely. Okay, yeah, I'm going two on Street Trash. I always feel, like, dirty and want to take a shower for, like, rating it a six. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking like, oh, that's weird. That's an odd one, Brett. The six isn't bad. Like, if you would have came in here going, like, anywhere from the eight to ten range, I would have been like, fuck you, no way. I love this movie so much. I watch it every day. These people know what's up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, if, if you gave me one of those, I'm like, Brett, you've watched enough movies to know. No. Yeah. No, it, it, I completely, this is a sleazy piece of shit movie, but it's weird. So I like it. And usually I like sleazy piece of shit movies. This one just wasn't one of those. Yeah. But unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got. Well, we hope that street trash has left your brain throbbing with horror. Alright, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.